welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. Well, it's been a few weeks since we've done this. I think since before Christmas. So it's been like, what, five, six weeks since we've had a chance to uh, to do this program. And I apologize. We've had some technical difficulties, the holidays and different things happening. And uh, life kind of got in the way. But we're back. And there's a lot to talk about. I don't want to get too spread out because there's so much happening every day. The headlines. I mean, uh, I'll just throw a couple of headlines at you, and we'll we'll pursue this more in a future uh, program, probably Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Uh, President Trump's court case put on hold indefinitely. That's good news for President Trump. He's being, you know, again, all kinds of charges. January 6th, his business uh, is being uh, attacked in New York, here in New York State. The Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis, has admitted an affair with a prosecutor who is investigating Trump in Georgia. I mean, this is, it's unbelievable what's happening here. We have migrants punching out New York City police officers. The migrants, I'm told now, are read somewhere. They're on their way to California. They were put on either a bus or a train and sent to California. It's like, by whom? Who's paying their freight? Who's paying for their trip from New York to California? No charges filed against these punks. Again, they're illegal aliens. They're not migrants. You have to be accurate in your in your description of these people. And we have homeless people in New York State being displaced, and I'm sure in other states as well, by migrants or illegal aliens. It's absolutely unbelievable what's happening to this country. We cannot permit this to go on indefinitely. There's going to be an end to it one way or the other. Now, Governor DeSantis in Florida, as you know, uh, is sending Florida National Guard and State Guard members to Texas to assist with the placing the razor wire along the southern border. Texas Governor uh, Abbott said that, you know, he's he's going to keep that razor wire up because the, the, the illegal aliens have got to be stopped from crossing the Texas border. The federal government has abdicated its responsibility, so Texas said, if you're not going to do it, we'll do it. Constitutionally, they have a right, to, and every state does, and I forget, I think it's Article 4, Section 4, permits states to protect their borders if the federal government can't or won't, in this case, do it. Supreme Court ruled a week or so ago that the federal government had the power to remove the razor wire in Texas and, uh, and other barriers that the Texas government erected at the border, but Texas National Guard continued placing the wire last week. So Florida is sending about a 1,000 National Guard members and State Guard volunteers to help Texas, and it's going to happen relatively shortly, according to Governor DeSantis. And the goal, DeSantis said, is to help Texas fortify the border, help them strengthen the barricades, help them add barriers Help them add the wire, whatever they need to do, so they can stop this invasion once and for all. And that's what it is. It is an invasion. We are being invaded by people from not just Mexico, they're coming through the southern border, but they're coming from all countries. China, North Africa, we don't know who these people are. By the thousands, daily, crime rates are going up in many cities across the country, and every state is a border state. 
It's not just Texas. Florida says they'll do whatever they have to do to help Texas. 19 other states, red states, have pledged their support to Governor Abbott because this administration, this regime in Washington is working against the best interests of the United States and against American taxpayers and against the American citizenry. That's a fact. How else can you interpret it? Now, you know, I'm reading news reports here, and I get Yahoo News a lot, and and, and they say that DeSantis' language is inflammatory. It's not inflammatory. It's straightforward. We have tens of thousands of asylum seekers. I'll be kinder. But they're illegals. Yes, they're seeking sanctuary here in America. Many of these people are, are good people. But some of them undoubtedly are not good people. We don't know. That's the issue. They need to come through legally. There is a process. It's lengthy. It's arduous. We can make the process simpler. That's something for the, uh, for the Congress to do. But you just don't mess across a country's border. We, have, we used to have hard borders. We are a sovereign nation. Now, the left, these globalists want to destroy our sovereignty. They want to merge the United States, comfortably merge us into a new world order. No, no country has barriers. No country has borders. That's, that's a, an antiquated uh, idea that countries have hard borders, but we still have hard borders. And I hope and pray that Donald Trump gets reelected because something's got to be done. I mean, you, you put, you know, I have my own methods I would employ if I were governor of Texas, but I can't say what they are because that may be off-putting to some people. The razor wire, I mean, it's not discouraged a lot of these people from coming in. A lot of these children are risking serious injury as they're crossing the the reams of these of this wire. But DeSantis lauded the Florida State Guard last week in uh, in a, an event in Kissimmee. He told attendees at a press conference on a semiconductor manufacturing plant that he wanted the volunteer guard to help control immigration at the Texas southern border. And he's working through some bills in the Florida legislature that would allow DeSantis to send the guard to other states. We're seeing, you know, and and what's going to happen here? This is a huge story. And I don't hear enough people at the national level talking about it. I mean, you have states, red states are challenging Washington. Uh, We have uh, customs and and border agents, federal agents, saying they're not going to uh, take down the wire in Texas. So they're defying the the Biden administration. Now, we've, we've been through this before. South Carolina, on a couple of occasions, has challenged federal authority and threatened to secede a couple of times. Andrew Jackson was at the helm then, though, in the 1830s. Uh, This president, Joe Biden, is no Andrew Jackson. He doesn't have the guts to challenge these states. And these states, in my view, are in the right. They're doing what they have to do to protect their citizens. The federal government is not doing it. They're responsible for protecting the border, clearly, and they're not doing it. But, I mean, you have these illegals. We have a a case here locally, about 20 miles from from where I live in upstate New York. This uh, illegal alien was speeding. I don't know if he stole a car or what, but he's speeding up, I think, Route 7, going towards Bennington. And a bus driver let off a a young child. And this child was just about ready to step in front of this speeding vehicle driven by an illegal. And the bus driver 
happened to see what was happening, and he he stopped her. He stopped the child. But I mean, it's, it's crazy what's happening. It's it, it's unconscionable that a nation such as America would permit this to 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 go on. And we see this in blue states: New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, California. Same, you know, the same uh, cast of characters permitting this to happen. Sanctuary cities, sanctuary states. You know, it. You know, there's going to be a confrontation here, and we're seeing it happen. We're seeing it happening in in, in Texas and in and in Florida, in other red states. They're not going to permit this to happen in their states. Hopefully, they'll send their national guards, state national guards, to uh, to Texas. This is unbelievable. I mean, there's so much here. We'll get to more of it next week. I want to just glance and blow here because I'm not feeling too well, but that's, you know, that's how it is, a fighting sickness. It is the middle of winter, although the temperatures uh, are not too bad. They're mid-30s here in upstate New York and um, upper 30s maybe tomorrow. So I think, I won't say we turned the corner yet, but I think uh, winter, it, we're past the halfway point, first week of February. So we got December and January behind us and uh and I'm looking forward to the spring. Every year, I, I look I, more and more. I look forward to spring as the older I get. Uh, I want to. This story has been out there for a couple of weeks, and I haven't had a chance to do it because I said we we haven't done this show in in over a month. Uh, Pizza Hut. We used to go to Pizza Hut all the time when we were younger, back in, when I was in my 20s and 30s. That was the place to go back in the 80s. Uh, not so much now. Pizza Huts are they're closing stores around the country, unfortunately. But they're facing backlash and all kinds of boycotts because they provided free meals to Israeli soldiers, and they're getting controversy from the the you know the usual uh, leftists are trying to stage some kind of a uh, a boycott of uh, of Pizza Hut. It makes me want to go to Pizza Hut even more. Maybe I told my wife maybe we should you know take the kids out and uh, eat weekly at Pizza Hut. But this all began when Pizza Hut uh, Israel reposted. An Instagram story from uh, from a user featuring two soldiers holding stacks of Pizza Hut pizza boxes. The story has since expired. Palestinian news agencies were quick to reshare the screenshots, and that's what sparked the calls for for a boycott uh, of Pizza Hut's products. And uh, this isn't the first time it's happened too. Pizza Hut Israel has faced criticism before. Back in 2017, the chain received backlash for an advertisement that appeared to mock Palestinian prisoners on a hunger strike. So this is nothing new. Advocacy groups, so-called, led by the BDS movement, boycotting uh, Israel, have also been calling for boycotts of other companies perceived to support Israel. Starbucks, for example, faced protests and boycotts from union members after the company sued over social media posts supporting Palestinian the Palestinian people that were shared on a union account. So Pizza Hut, God bless them. They uh, as they've not taken a public stance on the current boycotts. It's clear that the brand is facing pressure from both sides on the issue. I mean, they're looking to just stay afloat. Their look, their main job is to you know sell pizzas and and make money. But the left is looking to uh, to destroy Pizza Hut, and I, you know <laughs> because uh, uh, Israeli soldiers were seen holding a stack of pizza boxes. So they were supplying Israeli soldiers. Allegedly, they haven't said they've done that, but that's according to the social media posts. Anyway, uh, there's a study. I want to end on this. There's a study. I found this interesting, and it's not politically uh, connected in any way, but there's a <laughs> a way to recognize a psychopath. And I showed this to my wife, and she just looked at it, didn't say anything. Of course, her silence spoke volumes. But Canadian researchers 
analyzed finger lengths of volunteers with clinically diagnosed psychiatric issues to see if psychopathy is biologically rooted. The team found that those whose index fingers are shorter than their ring fingers are more likely to have a diagnosed psychiatric disorder. It started, and I'm looking at my hands, uh, my index finger is shorter than my ring finger. It's just a theory. But it started out by noting that those with a lower uh, ratio, shorter index finger and longer ring finger, are already commonly associated with dark triad traits and aggressive behavior. Dark triad traits are highly socially discouraged attitudes, namely Machiavellianism, narcissism, and psychopathy. People high on the dark triad scale have also scored high on mental toughness and sports performance. I, I, I am athletically inclined, If I, I hate to brag, uh, but also on various types of negative psychosocial and psychological outcomes, including intolerance of uncertainty, anxiety, sensitivity, callous effect, and interpersonal manipulation. This is in the, it's a study in February's The Journal of Psychiatric Research, if you're interested. All right, that's going to do it to it. If you like the program, don't forget, please hit like, hit subscribe, hit that subscribe button. And uh, it's good to get back in the swing of things here. I've been missing doing the show. You know, I follow the news closely every day and haven't been able to get back uh, doing this. But we're going to be back at least once a week here and try to do some catch up. There's so much to talk about. I mean, it's just crazy what's happening. Uh, in the world around us, even locally and statewide and, and nationally and internationally. The presidential election is uh, is heating up where, you know, November's a long way away, but it's going to be here before you know it. Donald Trump won Iowa big. Uh, he won New Hampshire by 10 over Nikki Haley. Haley's still in it. Uh, DeSantis has dropped out. Uh, he, he could see that the handwriting was on the wall for him. There's no path to victory for Nikki Haley. I don't know why she's in it. She's trailing badly in South Carolina, her home state. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about this further on a, a future program. Again, like, subscribe, and share. Tell your friends about the Pac-Man podcast with me, Ted Flint, and check out all the fine programs we have for you on the BMG Network. If you want to contact me directly, it's Pac-Man, P-A-C-M-A-N, at TheBMGNetwork.com, all lowercase. Thanks for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to TheBMGNetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. Thank you.